We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's Purdy with a lot of time. Steps into one. Watching deep, going for Brandon Ayuk. It is. Oh, he caught it off the ricochet. Penalty. Is he in? Hit him right in the face mask. Here's Purdy. Looking, firing in. Joe caught. Ayuk. Touchdown. And there it is. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Jackson. The Flowers. He dies. The ball came out. Recovered by Kansas City. He's heading back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years and a chance to become the first team since New England of 2003 and four to go back to back. Grumble with us. Be mad with us. Grumble Monday. Grumble Monday. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on Western New York Sports Giant. WGR Sports Radio 550. Boy, Brock Purdy sure made a lot of plays in that second half. Scrambled a bit. Yeah. Yep, and he, he did. He he's good. in the Super Bowl with the 49ers to play the Chiefs. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Happy Monday. I'm less grumbly than I was. But I did have something to bring up for you. From which game was it? Ah, I just said something was top, it the, top the, of mind. The Niners were very aggressively making sure everybody knew that Brock Purdy's not just a game manager after, oh, the, after the game was over. A couple things. State of announcing today. So Greg Olson, maybe you don't get a chance to see a lot of Greg Olson. Maybe you saw him on the NFC Championship game. Greg Olson is a very good color analyst. Mm -hmm. Do you know the thing that makes him really, really, really good? What's that? He lives in the year 2024, Mm -hmm. not 1987. Yep. That's it. Yeah. He understands the game as it's played today. Yep. When the Lions are going for their fourths, he tells you why. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't even make it that complicated, and that's why he's good. And an odd thing is going to happen in the next six months. I'd like to make my next bet. You know, I made my Aaron Rodgers will claim he was ready to be cleared right after the <laughs> Jets get out of the playoffs, and he's going to – this is all a charade, and sure enough it was. I mean, that wasn't exactly a bold take. Did he do that, by the way? No, he didn't exactly do that. He kind of did, though, Once right? they got eliminated from the playoffs – they added him to the 53, yeah. and he said he'd been working hard, but now there's nothing to play for. Okay, whatever. So it's like not exactly right. He's got time still to I, I got a prediction for you on Brady because I've just never been convinced Brady wants this job. I don't think Tom Brady wants that job. Why does he want it? Why does he want it? He wants to travel yeah. around and be the number one color analyst on Fox for the rest of time? I've never believed he really wants it. Mm-hmm. And he's about to supplant Greg Olson, who I think it's not quite universal praise, but, you know, the job of being an announcer in the NFL is everyone telling you you stink. We do that all the time. Yeah. Greg Olson's really good. He's about to be demoted for a guy that's never done it ever. Yeah. Yeah. And has never said anything that's all that interesting. All right. Not not that I've, you know, even his podcast, like the clips you get aren't even that interesting. Brady's going to go in there and be Tony Romo light. He'll say even less. 
would be my 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 guess. We'll see if Fox goes with Tom Brady as their number one analyst. Did you see Olsen, by the way, get into it with Michael Wilbon on this kind of stuff last week? On, like, the analytics stuff? I did, because Michael Wilbon is, in this moment, about the analytics stuff, blah, blah, blah. He's being live, a, He's deciding to yeah. live in 1992. He's being a curmudgeon. You can yeah. just learn, or you don't have to. And, you know, as someone, Joe, that is growing older and older, and you'll tell me about something, and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to take the time to learn about that. <laughs> There's a defense there. Just... Rather than yelling about it, just say, like, you know what, I don't have time to learn that. Because that's what Wilbon did in that. And Olsen responded. He said, further proof of how vital it is that announcers continue to educate the viewers. It's the way the game is being played, and it's here to stay. Like, he's even saying, like, I'm trying to educate people on why why this is happening. Rather than just be mad and, like, yell at the clouds that, like, oh, what are these guys all doing now going for fourth downs? Like, Olsen's out there trying to tell you why they're doing it. Right? That's it. And you need more. Can I get more of that? I liked Romo at his best when he. I felt like he was teaching me something about the game. I like the Manning cast, not even because of the sideshow. Some people like that part of it because you know Schwarzenegger's on there with a donkey. It. I like it more because I feel like I learned something from Peyton Manning every time I, yeah. I watch the game, and I legitimately feel like that with Olson too. Like he's a part of that. He's fresh out of the game too, so yeah. I think that matters in this equation as well. He he was he on. Yeah, Fox yesterday for Lions and Niners. Yep. So he would have been making the case, right, about why the Lions did what they did. Absolutely. Was he criticizing them for not doing it at the end of the first half? I don't remember. That was when I was with a sick child, so I did not see the end of the first half. I only knew about it yep. after reading that they could have gone for a field goal, could have gone for the fourth down. It's the three-yard line. By the way, the Niners is, uh, you know, good for Brock Purdy. He was great in the second half. He has been very good all season. Really, the Packer game was like maybe his only bad game of the year. And I guarantee you we were all – a lot, not all, but a lot of people were saying the exact same things about, oh, he's not actually a game manager. See, he's in the Super Bowl about Jimmy Garoppolo four years ago. Yeah. Exact same thing. Not saying he's at he's exactly Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's better than Garoppolo. I think he did some things with his feet yesterday. He's not Lamar Jackson, obviously, but he did some things with his feet that Jimmy Garoppolo was never going to do in his life. But I want Kyle Shanahan got to a Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo got figured out by the Chiefs in the second half, missed a throw down the field to Emmanuel Sanders, and then the next day basically told his general manager, I, I need somebody that can do everything. Mm-hmm. And then they whipped I'm just saying, that. if Brock Purdy has the same Super Bowl, I, Kyle Shanahan could get back in a year to, I need a guy that does everything. So I'm just not just crowning Purdy today. Like he's in a, he's a great quarterback, an elite quarterback in oh. the league. He's fine. He's good, but I think Shanahan could get back to the same place very easily. Absolutely. Also shows the gulf between some of the great coaches and some of the not so great coaches in this league. Kyle Shanahan's taking Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy to Super Bowls. Yep, it's pretty impressive. I will I, also I, say I, though. I, hold on. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. This could be a criticism of Shanahan. I don't even mean it to be. It could be more of a criticism of Purdy. Of well, he's not a game manager. The whole NFC is game managers, right? There is no Mahomes in the NFC. There's uh, no Burrow in the NFC. There's no Allen in the NFC. There's no Herbert in the NFC. It's Stafford and Jordan Love now, and Jordan Love now, who should have beaten the Niners. Yeah, I was just gonna say it shows the gulf between coaches and coaches because here Kyle Shanahan has gotten Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo to Super Bowls. And I won't finish the rest of that sentence for, like, some pretty darn good quarterbacks out there that have yet to be to a Super Bowl. 
No, they have to go through Mahomes, so that's part of it. I mentioned it's, NF- a, bi- it's a big part. The of NFC it. side of it, you know, he might end up being zero and two in Super Bowls, but the big, huge elephant in the room is like I almost want to. Not that I I resent some of this conversation, but if you come out of that championship Sunday saying like, "Well, Josh is better than Lamar," I want to be like, "Well, great, hang a banner." Who mm-hmm. cares? Who cares? And if if we we, we got to stop living in that world where we're constantly debating whether or not Josh is better than some other quarterback that's also not winning Super Bowls. <laughs> There's no banners for that. Allen's great. We know it. Time to get eyes on the actual prize as opposed to just, wow, I can't believe Lamar's going to win the MVP. He's a fraud. All right. Okay. It's time to stop caring about the MVP. It's time to stop caring about everything except for the Super Bowl. And every every time the Bills don't win it, we have to ask why. And if the answer is not Josh Allen, then what are the answers? It's the weapons weren't good enough. Why? Because they drafted too many defensive players and missed? Mm-hmm. Well, the coach blew it again. All right. Joe Brady. Like, I'm looking at Joe Brady right now. Joe Brady is my current franchise savior. Mm-hmm. I said here earlier, like, the job is to be as good as Andy Reid. I'm hoping Joe Brady, which is something that when he got hired, I said there's a there's a small possibility that he is the next up-and-coming young wonder kid prodigy. When he got hired as quarterback coach or as a as just his, Just his entire career arc. Okay, yeah. Because he got a job young, and he's succeeded on the college level, and his first go-round in the NFL didn't work, and maybe his second go-round in the NFL works a lot better. Like, Kyle Shanahan was not great right out of the gate. Right. He was with the Commanders, Washington at the time, the Redskins at the time. Then the Browns Browns, with Manziel. And now he's like, oh, you are going to have a good offense if you have Kyle Shanahan. He's going to just absolutely run the show. And And one thing that he might have that almost nobody else does is it's quarterback proof. It looks to be. Yeah, Nick Mullins has the ha, this stat shouldn't exist, but it does, and it's a Shanahan stat. Mahomes has the most passing yards in NFL history in his first sixteen starts. Nick Mullins is second. I mean, come, that's Shanahan. Yeah, eight hundred three hundred five fifty on the Bills, on the Chiefs and Ravens, and Dan Campbell decision making. Dan Campbell, all of it. Butch on the East Side. Good morning, Butch. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call, WGR. I love you, and of all the fans and listeners, I love you as well. I'm going to get right into it. And uh, this past weekend, gentlemen. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Show me how good my football team was based off watching these two games. And the reason why I say that, I know our situation, I know our problems, and we have the opportunity to move in the right direction to build this football team to go ahead and get to these Super Bowls on a continuous basis. Reason why I say that, <clears throat> Josh Allen's been with us five years. I've watched many times that he, at their, that side of the ball, has put up enough points where they thought they was going to win the game and they'll be sitting on the sidelines and the cameras will show them as the defense is getting ran over or moved up the field saying, if y'all could just stop and we can win the game. Y'all could stop and we can win the game. <clears throat> this year was the final straw for me 
and hopefully uh, Sean McDermott can wake up and put his ego to the side and understand that he, he has done a great job and he's, he's still a good head coach. But his philosophy when he came from Carolina and the style of defense that he's ran for five years is not good enough in today's time. You just were speaking about Greg Olson, and you were talking about playing in today's game. Today's game is the game. You have young players. I watched these two games uh, this past weekend and watched all the young rookies that was on the field playing, and we have so much talent that we're not using because of the old-fashioned ways of playing my buddies. Don't believe me? We were 6-6. Six and six. We had Daquan Jones was, was on the injury reserve, wasn't even ready yet. We came back like a storm roaring. As soon as Daquan Jones became eligible to play, Sean McDermott put the old buddy back in the game and gave him majority of the snaps and forgot how the other defensive lineman was in rotation and getting us there. We had no pressure against Kansas City. Baltimore pressured, pressured Mahomes. They only got 17 points. But I'll put that to the shelf. I want to get to where I really called you. Mike, Mike Caldwell is the perfect opportunity to play him and put him as a defensive coordinator. He played under Todd Bowles. He played in the Philadelphia system. He played in the attack game. You have Sean Desai, who also you can bring over here to add to that, to, to that defensive side of Bowles, also has a background in special teams, which is a kind of a weakness for us that we can bring him in. And Sean McDermott can move over to just as a supervisor and as a coach and let Joe Brady run the offense, let Mike, Mike, Mike uh, Caldwell run the defense along with Sean Desai, along with adding what you have. The only thing Joe Brady needs to add to what he's doing, he needs a good wide receivers coach because we lost one before and we had a fill-in now. This is why Gabe Davis doesn't know how to run routes, and this is why some of the wide receivers that we had kind of struggled this past year is because of the wide receivers coach. But we have two, and I'm going to leave you with this. We have two wide receivers that is ready to play. One is 6'4", his name is Justin Shorter, out of Florida. The other one is Tyrell, Tyrell Shavers out of San Diego State, who came out of Alabama. He's 6'6". And along with Shakir, Kareel I mean, uh, Shakir, we got those three, man. You can move on. For, you can move on from Diggs and Butch. Listen. Absolutely not, man. No way. What I, just happened? Tyrell like, Shavers, and we're moving on from Diggs. I like Tyrell Shavers in camp quite a bit in the preseason. He was my guy. So there's the compliment to Shavers. He's better than Justin Shorter was in the preseason, by just, the way. Uh no. Just we're, no, we're, no, 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 we're, no. We're we're not doing that. We're we're not. Not, By the way, we're not doing that thing where oh, there's diamonds in the rough in the Bills' back pocket. KJ Hamler, Justin Shorter, and Tyrell Shavers—that'll be your new receiving core. We're not doing that. No, I will leave. <laughs> I will be done. I will be. I'll, I'll be the next Ryan Gates right now. Gates quit when they drafted Josh Allen. Although this is significantly less likely that they roll out a yeah. receiving core without Diggs, and they go with. Tyrell Shavers, Justin, Justin Shorter, Shorter, and, and KJ Hamler. Oh yeah, but if that happens, I will, I will, I will be done with this. I will no longer sit in this chair. There's my promise to you. It's my vow to you. I wouldn't. I... The receivers coach, by the way, is the, the guy that worked with Beckham forever. This isn't like a no. This guy's good. Yeah, Adam Henry. This isn't like when um. It's another one of the reasons we thought Beckham might come here. Which, yeah, by the way, right. maybe he will for like $4 million. Maybe there's yeah. your one-year $6 million guy. Beckham? Yeah. He showed interest in the past. He came here for a visit. He did not have numbers that's going to make you he know get him a giant contract. No, he didn't have a $15 million season, but he could be a nice depth piece for some team out there. He would have helped the Bills on Sunday, or last Sunday, wouldn't he have? 
more so than than Trent Sherfield would have. Yeah, probably. They they can't they can't go cheap. They can't go cheap. What the remember the Packers for a decade did the same thing with Devonte Adams as like they Devonte Adams is their number one receiver and it became a thing that every year the Packers were hey they need a receiver oh this receiver is available they need the Packers need a number two for Aaron Rodgers oh let's mock the Packers to get a a wide receiver two behind Devonte Adams and for like ten years they never did it they always went cheap and then they every year they needed another one and they right they finally did it once Rodgers was gone and oh look they're all really good. It's not a not a coincidence. You got to invest in the position at least a little bit. You can't go that cheap. And I don't expect that the Bills will. They talked like they know this. I want to. I want to. I feel more confident and more willing and able to like break down these receivers for the next four months because the Bills sounded like at their end of season press conference that guys we get it. We we yeah, know like, we've got to do this. There's a salary cap, so you can't do everything you want. You do the best you can. We have two teams in the NFL right now that are that remain standing. One of them has arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time, with one of the best play callers of all time. The other one has perhaps the best set of weapons ever constructed, with one of the best play callers of all time. Yeah, at least in the league today. Sure, for for the Niners, they have everything. The they Niners have everything. Have Two incredible receivers. Brandon Ayuk is one. Brandon Ayuk's the best receiver in the NFC, and he's secondary on his own team because Debo is so unique. Mm-hmm. Kittle doesn't even get a target till the third quarter. He's an All-Pro tight end. They just don't even need sometimes. He has games where he blocks because they just don't even need him. McCaffrey and is a, McCaffrey, is a course, Hall of yeah. Famer. Yeah. Yeah, their we- their weapons, man, are nice. Unreal. They're so they're so good. And they are. They are the you, perfect. You, you, you look at that NFC team and you think we'll get by with Justin Shorter and Tyrell Shavers. <laughs> by the way, I, I do want to say I did like Shavers. Mm-hmm. Shorter did. I didn't see anything from Shorter in the preseason at all. He was at one point a highly touted prospect, but and they're not going to do that. They're just. They're not. They're not. They're not going to do it. They got to know. If there's one thing we know about the Bills and how they've drafted, you know, for as much as it's. You know, every team in the league will talk like this. It's, well, best player on our board. We're not just going to draft for need, you know. It's the best player on our board. Yet the Bills consistently do draft for need. When they needed a corner, what did they do? They drafted Kyrie Elam. Yep. When they needed a, a defensive end, defensive end. what they did they do? They drafted end. two defensive ends. Really, the only time they didn't do it is when we thought middle linebacker was like a glaring hole. And they took a tight end. And they took a tight end. So that's really the only time I feel like that's happened where their biggest need, they actually passed on it. I think, you know, the corner example for when Tredavious White was hurt, they need a corner. What else are they going to do? That's receiver right now. It's what else are you going to do if you don't pick one? And if it's going to be a copycat league, go copy the 49ers. They invested. They spent a first in Ayuk. They spent a second on Debo Samuel. Like, they went and they hit. And you can't hit on these guys if you don't take swings. Even if you reach a little bit, you got to take your swings. You cannot go into the season without taking a swing at that position. And I don't know how the Niners, and even the Lions yesterday. The Lions should be an example of this too because their defense got picked apart. They got there, I know I've said a couple times, they got there because of their coach and their, the fourth down decision making. They were in that game because of that yesterday. But they also were in that position because, same thing, right play caller and... You can throw the great offensive line in if you want, but 
they hit on their weapons. They hit on their weapons. Amonra St. Brown is an elite wide receiver. And Jamison Williams has really come on late. He was a first-round pick. They hit on Sam Laporta. They hit on Jameer Gibbs. Same thing. Their skill position players are awesome, too. Awesome. Except for Josh Reynolds. <laughs> what a yeah, r- you needed to catch that. Rough one there. Maybe they'll add T. Higgins. Maybe they'll add Michael Pittman. Oh, the Lions? Yeah. Michael Pittman Jr. Maybe. I have Jamison Williams in Dynasty, so I would like, like for that to not happen. Because he's pretty good, right? I get, he almost handed an interception to a 49ers defensive back yes, on one. But. And he, he also dropped a go-ahead touchdown for them late. Williams did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right. The, the, went, the bomb that was on the left sideline. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't go as a drop. Well, I shouldn't say that. We don't talk about it as a drop if it goes through your hands and never touches them. But it went right through the basket and didn't touch his hands. If it doesn't touch your arm, it doesn't qualify no, as a drop? No, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we don't generally talk about oh, it I as see, a yeah. drop. He just... He whiffed on it. Should have caught it. Mitchell in Buffalo is up next. Hey, Mitchell. Guys. Hey, morning. Uh, Going forward um, into next year, I'm pretty optimistic, but lost all that now that Sean McDermott seems like meant that he's going to be here as the head coach next year. I just don't see us having an edge. Their teams, the balls in the AFC, and um, like every time we play Kansas City, the edge between like quarterback and head coach, play caller. Don't see what Sean McDermott does for us. You know we've regressed since 2020, the AFC Championship. So I I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not really optimistic going into here. Yeah. Uh, I guess I think about that. Thanks, Mitchell. There's for me. There's a way to say this, and you know, maybe you think it's unfair to McDermott or not, and it it illustrates the high bar. When's the last time the Bills overachieved? It's 2020. 2020. Yeah. Now it's that's it. It's difficult for them to overachieve, but let's look at well, them overachieving is the Super Bowl, is it not? At this it's point, at least the AFC Championship game. At least. Yeah. Look at these teams here that are left. Are the Chiefs overachieving? Not really for their standard. No, because their standard is the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Are yeah. the Niners overachieving? Debatable. They're supposed to be really good, and they are. Yep. They made the NFC Championship game last year. Yep. Did the Lions overachieve? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Very much it's so. It's a great season for them. Mm-hmm. Did the Ravens overachieve? Sure. The conference yeah. The yeah. conference was supposed to be Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Here's the Ravens, one seed, Going to win the MVP, changed their coordinator, got to the championship game, and hosted it. That's overachieving. They probably would have liked to do more. In a division, by the way, where everybody had a winning record, they were yeah. able to do that. Yeah. When's the last time the Bills overachieved? It is 2020. And it would just be nice. It's it's hard. It's it's setting the bar as high as you can. It's a little bit of a different spin on Super Bowl or bust. Next year, no matter what, overachieving starts at the AFC Championship game. Maybe you could spin it into, well, at 6-6, six and six, becoming the two-seed is overachieving. Like, okay, okay, you're digging yourself out of a hole you created. But I, I think that's it's a tough question to ask of these Bills, but I think it's the right question. I think it's the right thing to look at for their own standard, what it should be and where they need to go to prove it. 803-0550. The Chiefs have overachieved if you look at the whole era. 
What, four Super Bowls in five years? I mean, could you have foreseen that being like this? Did it had to go like this? The moment Brady left the AFC, like he saw it coming. 2018 AFC Championship game. Oh, I got to get out of here. Let me go over to the NFC for the last couple of years of my career because look at this guy. He's about to rule the conference. I mean, they're overachieving in general because of how, you know, it's another dynasty. And it just happened immediately after New England was done. Like, that that's where my frustration lies this morning is that there was no break in between. There was no parity. The other conferences had a ton of parity. 16, in the last 20 years, 16 different quarterbacks have made the Super Bowl in the NFC. It's six in the AFC. The the n- n- Maybe this will change, and it probably will, because this was supposed to be the conference with all these challenges and all this parity, because look at them all. Lamar Jackson's an athlete like we've never seen in our lives, and Josh Allen... I, Ross Tucker once called the most ath- the the best athlete that's ever played that position, and he throws the ball like no one you've ever seen. And oh, look at Justin Herbert putting historic numbers up. And Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback prospect that we've seen in 15 years. And C.J. Stroud's the best rookie quarterback that we've seen ever. All of these guys are just around the AFC. It was supposed to be parody, and nothing. It's just him. Jeremy Fowler reports the Panthers have interviewed Bills assistant special teams coach Corey Harkey for their special teams coordinator's job. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.